I'm Rob Saunders. Welcome to this coaching course on deliverance from self-sabotage. Well, so much of it, isn't there? I, I could have named it deliverance from self-sabotage versus peace of mind. How, how valuable is a mind at peace? So my introduction is going to cover three areas. We're going to talk about the three lands. We just, in The Great Escape, talked about being in the trap of the land of not enough, and now we're going to talk about being on the treadmill of the land of just enough, and we're going to get to the takeoff into the land of more than enough. <laughs> That's going to be, there's a lot to do in this one. You see, we sabotage ourselves financially, emotionally, mentally, spiritually in our heart. And so we're going to cover a, a vast number of topics to coach you on that sound different, but they're really not because they're all sabotaged. So we're going to talk about breaking the bondage of negative self-talk, one of my favorite subjects in the whole world. It's the same the world over. The negative self-talk is tearing people up. You know, my dear wife, who's gone on to be with the Lord, used to always say to, to her daughters especially, you can't stop a bird from landing on your head, but you can stop it from building a nest. And for example, we, we let these negative thoughts not only land on our head, then we just let them build a nest. Boy, once that nest is built, we're in real trouble, aren't we? We need to get delivered from that self-sabotage. Now, we're also going to talk about owning our mind. And why did I entitle that section Owning Your Mind? Because so many people don't own their mind. They can't control their minds or their emotions. And I just thought, well, how wonderful to say you can own your mind again. You can be in control of your thoughts and yourself and your vision and your destiny and your expectations. Well, wow, isn't that great? No more self-sabotage in the mind. We'll get there. And then we're going to talk about reclaiming a healthy body. Wow. Wonder why spiritually that's so important. Well, we're going to coach you on that. It is important. It's important physically, spiritually, mentally, emotionally, the way you feel about yourself to reclaim a healthy body. I certainly have done that. Listen, you wouldn't want me to lead you if I hadn't been in all these lands, if I hadn't had to learn how to escape from breaking the bondage of ne negative self-talk. And then finally, we're going to close with repossessing your merry heart. So this is the first video I want to do, and we're naming it on Doubting God with Nevertheless But Except Complaining and Excuses. Because, dear ones, God's desire for them was to take them out of Egypt and get them 40-day journey into the land of more than enough. So what happened? They sent out some spies, and those spies, we're going to find out, use these words, nevertheless, but, except, complained, 
It's a good land, but it's too fortified. You know, all the excuses we use with the Lord. And it's called self-sabotaging ourselves. So let me talk about these 12 spies. Before I do this, I just want to say that God has a great land in front of you. And I said earlier, I think it was in the last session, sabotage ourselves financially, not just mentally, emotionally, in our hearts, and our hopes and our expectations. We actually sabotage ourselves financially, and here's, here's how they did it. So they sent out 12 spies, and each spy was a leader of their own tribe. These were 12 of the best men there were to choose from. And the spies brought back a report. Now I'm reading from Numbers 13. And they went to the land, and they saw it. And their report was, they said, yes, it's flowing with milk and honey. Nevertheless, there's that one word, nevertheless, but the people who live in the land are strong. And their cities are fortified. Oh, my goodness. 13.1 says, we're not able to go up against these people, for they are too strong for us. You know, with God, all things are possible. If he points his finger somewhere, says you go that way, his hand will provide. To believe less than that is called sabotaging your own financial future, and plenty of people do it. They're too strong for us, but not for God. But they didn't say that. They're too strong for us, so they gave out to the sons of Israel, a bad report about the land God had prepared for them. Now, uh, Earl Nightingale says, absolutely true, what you dwell upon, what you think about, you become. And their anxiety and negativity cost them their financial future. Numbers 14.1 says, the people rebelled. They totally lost the ownership of their minds and the sure demands they should have made about you spies get me into this land. No peace of mind. You talking about an emotional collapse. Listen to this. They lifted up their voices and wept all night. The people rebelled at the 10 bad spies report. They had an emotional collapse and wept all night. Can you believe it? Well, Numbers 14.2 said, when you get rolling and the wrong emotions and wrong mindset, you know what you do? You say just this. We would that we had died in the land of Egypt. It would be better to have died in the land of Egypt than to be surrounded by these People that are too strong for us. Can't, oh, my goodness. You talking about a financial sabotage? Mm. You talking about anxiety, orphan mentality, worst case scenario, God's forgotten me, God's deserted me, woe is me. Mm. I know a lot of people in these places right now need faith in God. Numbers 14.4. 
So they said to one another, this is the result. You know, we said part of the name of this video is rebellion. So they said, it's bad enough to turn and collapse, but this is the final step in, of rebellion. They said to one another, let us appoint a leader and return to Egypt. Wow. And return to Egypt. And lack, not enough, the devil beating them, taskmasters over them. That, you talking about doubt and negativism being contagious. That's Numbers 14, 6, and 7, and that's real rebellion. What happened that turned a 40-day trip into a 40-year unnecessary journey? Well, it came down to who do you listen to? Do you listen to what God has to say to you, what you know is right in your heart, to the two good leaders they had, or do you listen to the ten? See, it was ten, go back, to two, to go forward. So that's five to one. And that's what happens when you argue in your own mind that's already negative against God's plan and mindset for your life. It's going to come out against you three to one or five to one. So it's who did you listen to? Whose are you and who are you? All right. Ten of the spies were bad. And they said, they even agreed that the land we pass through to spy out is a good land. But nevertheless, except complaining, I, I enjoy being happy. But some realities don't leave us just falling on the floor laughing because I'm known in Italy as Mr. Love and Laughter. God said something. God spoke. You don't want my way? Okay. You'll not see the land. Now, I think you and I want to see that land. When God created you, he created you to be a winner, not to die in the wilderness. So in Exodus 12, they were only able to receive enough for one day at a time. And they were not free to move around. I mean, by that, they couldn't go where they wanted to go. They had to wait upon the whole group to go somewhere until God moved the pillar of fire or the cloud of God. And they were confined to this poverty-stricken area of the wilderness for 40 years. Man, these are big decisions we make. And even worse, they left rich, and then they took their riches to build a calf. I wonder who you're listening to. I want to say it again. I've said it through every time. Where God's finger points, his hand provides. That's one of the great reliefs in life. And even if you misunderstand God, he'll redeem it because all things will work together for good for those that love God and are called according to his purpose. How do we get out of the land of just enough? Here's what Moses said in Deuteronomy 30, 15 and 19. I set before you, today I set before you. And it says that he called heaven to witness, not against them, but just that he had made the offer. 
I set before you life, prosperity, and blessing. And I also set before you death, adversity, and the curse. So God is good enough to say, I'm going to set these things, these six realities in front of you. Let me line them up. Life and death, prosperity and adversity <laughs> versus adversity, blessing versus curse, life versus death. Now, which ones of those do you want to choose today? And that's the way you're going to get out of the wrong land you're in. I had a great friend of mine say to me these last two or three days, they had been through emotional hell. They were getting off a cocktail of three psychotic prescription drugs, cold turkey. And they said to me, I was not born for this. I was not born to live like this. I'm getting out of this trap. Moses said to him, life, life or death? Prosperity or adversity, blessing or curse. So which one do you choose? And guess what? He had to answer the, I'm not sure he had to, but he answered the question for him. <laughs> That's amazing to me. I guess sometimes I'm that stupid. So he said, choose life. Well, that's a good way to close this. Regardless of whatever circumstance you've been, however you've sabotaged yourself financially, whole nations do it. I lovingly say this to all my dear friends in Italy, but the, it, the nation has a poverty mindset, and you watch people in the grip of that. Choose life. Whether you're in Italy, Africa, or America, choose life. And with life comes prosperity and blessing. And I close it out right there. Thank you for letting me share this with you. And we'll be back shortly to talk about some wonderful, some wonderful subjects. Owning your mind, rebuilding, regaining, renewing your body, remolding your heart. I've so enjoyed sharing today's episode with you. To learn so much more about true happiness, our coaching programs and our video courses, please join me at wealthcoachcoach.com. Look forward to talking to you soon.